This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you know you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, unlike the Owls, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So there's only one thing left to say. What's everybody having? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means you'll get some tasty rewards later on. And between you and me, if you order just before kickoff, you can get it just in time for half time. But I've not told you that. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery free and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. See you later. The Wednesday Week is sponsored by the Riverside Cafe, the perfect place for a pre-match pint. gentlemen and a very warm welcome to the Wednesday week, the Sheffield Wednesday podcast. I'm Lord Hillsborough and with me aligned, first of all, we have Mr. Marriott. Jamesy, oh boy, how the devil are you? Uh, in keeping with what I was talking about last week in, in terms of my new beer-free podcasting tonight, I have <laughs> a pint of water and I've just had um, a strawberry-flavoured fr- frozen yoghurt lolly. I know how to live, me, right? <laughs> Are you on some kind of sort of uh, health kick or something there, Jay? Or... Uh, no, do you know what? Going. I just, I, I I drank a lot of beer at the football last night. <laughs> Not, I didn't quite intend to. It just it just went that way. So um, today is definitely a beer, a, a beer free day. You don't have to make excuses like that, Jay. You're not married. That's what was married chaps have to do. <laughs> uh, <laughs> also on the line, we have Mr. Dicky Owl. I was going to say, Big Dick, how are you then? But I'll, 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 I'll answer to anything these days. I'm fantastic, thank you. I, on the other hand, I'm drinking beer yet again. It's a podcast and football thing. I just can't, you know, Just it's like, it's like fish and chips, Rob. beer and football. It's a day ending in Y. I'm having a beer. Exactly. <laughs> uh, right then, chaps, I suppose we best to have a little bit of a chat about the Wednesday, had we? And we really had better off start off with the uh, the Preston game as well, because it was a little bit lacklustre, wasn't it, gentlemen? Yeah, it was. Um, as I've said to a few people, um, Saturday was brilliant. It was a really good day right up until three o'clock. Um, and, and then everything... 
obviously just went a little bit wrong after that. It goes like um, that so often, doesn't it? <laughs> doesn't it just? Um, it was one of those, if that was a game halfway through the season, then I think that we'd be sat here now saying it was just one of those days. You know, nothing that we did particularly came off. Um, it didn't feel like the formation quite worked. It didn't feel like the tactics were there. It, it, it all felt very sloppy. I kind of sum it up as maybe suggesting that it felt like we were still in pre-season mode, like we'd approached it like it was a pre-season friendly, whereas Preston were playing the first game of their proper season. Um, we were just, we were off the pace. Uh, we were trying to take too many touches and things just didn't, it just didn't work for us. Now, it's so difficult when it's first game of the season. What do you make of it? Do you, know, do you just write it off and just say, well, it didn't work. Let's assume that he's going to change things and, and that it'll all be fine from the QPR game onwards. Or you know, do we really need to worry about it? Do, does you know, do, The kind of the panic that we've had among the fan base. And um, I mean, there's been a lot of negativity about it, a lot of negativity about it. Um, is, is, that, is that warranted? Or do we just kind of say, well, you know what? Forget about it. Let's move on. You see, I, I feel like now I'm ringing into football heaven. One of these these guys that rings in and says, they were bloody rubbish today, bloody rubbish, bloody rubbish. Did you go? No, I didn't go. So so I feel I really like, I, like I can't comment about the actual game. The thing that got me about it afterwards, and I did put this out on Twitter, was it's just the, the, the negative is just really, really frustrating and really getting me down at the minute. It's proper like, so, so you know, to, to, to taking last night's result, which we'll talk about later, it's kind of brightened things a little bit again to, you know, from all the, uh, the doom and gloom that we lost one game, like Newcastle lost their first two games last year. Uh, and and I've I've got to kind of mention this. I tweeted about this on um, Saturday evening, and then after, after tweeting this, decided actually I'm going to come off Twitter for a little while and just ignore it um, because you know I really I I don't get why. And there were there were a lot of them. I don't get fans that that booed the team at full time. Um, now you know, but the, the the tweet that I put out was along the lines of the fact that I would never boo my own team anyway. Um, and I get that, you know, people pay the money, they, they, they you know, reserve the right to react in that way if they want to do. I would argue I don't understand what it possibly achieves. I can't see how it's good for the team. But even so, like on, on the first game of the season, you know, we've just had two seasons where we, we finished in the in the playoffs. The first game of the season, is is it right that the team are getting booed off the pitch because of one performance? It is it right? That, that's surely that surely can't be. That surely can't be right. You'd have thought at full time that that was the game that we needed to win to to get into the playoffs to secure our playoff place or something. It was as if it was the end of the world with the reaction of some of the crowd. Um, and it's like it's the first game of the season. There's there's no need for that. I can't. I mean, does that happen at other clubs? Were the other clubs getting booed off on the first day of the season? I, I, I'm, I'm very much the same on booing. The, I, I, I probably told you this story before. The, la, the last person I ever booed in a Wednesday shirt was John Sheridan. So yes, that rich you're a twat. I know. I would that night. He, everybody else booed him. I booed him. No arguments. And I vowed after that. No, no, I was a twat for it. I know that. After, after that, I vowed now not to boo them. Yeah, I'll shout and give them a bit of grief, you know. But, but booing, I, I, you know. I, it's like booing, putting them off at the end of the first half and clapping off, clapping on the second half. It's it's kind of you know just if just keep quiet. That's my way of doing it. Silence will greet them rather than applause or booze. When Westwood came up, everyone everyone clapped and applauded Westwood, um, and it's like that 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 surely is a little bit odd. 
Um, I, I appreciate that you know Westwood generally you know puts in fairly good performances, but his distribution on Saturday was was really lacking. He he kind of let us down really with his distribution. Um, so you know he, he in, in a lot of ways he was just as um, you know as big a contributor to the fact that things just didn't work on Saturday as anyone. And it's weird that that they, they kind of feel it's all right to boo all the out team players, but then not boo the goalkeeper. I just, I don't know. I, I don't get the concept of it. I just don't understand it. It seems weird to me. It seems alien as to why you would pay all this money to follow a football team to to just boo them. It's like it's 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 bizarre. I think because we finished the end of last season on on, on a low by with a, a bad performance that meant we didn't deserve to go 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 through to the playoff final. Uh, and I think everybody just kind of you pick up from where you left off almost. And I get why people were negative, but I'm not saying it, it's right. It just kind of just drives you nuts sometimes. And the bloke last week at the Rangers game slagging people off for being negative the entire match, which was a bit, you know, yeah, a bit ironic. Um, but yeah, it's kind of, it's just, I think we just need to just kind of just be realistic sometimes. We're very, we're very short-tempered, very fickle Wednesday fans. And that it's not just these days, it's going back. And now it, it all gets put on social media instead of being shouted in the stands or whatever. Um, and we And we have to read it. You know, seven days a week rather than just on a Saturday afternoon for a, a couple of hours. Is there something to be said for Preston's opening game of the season at Preston? They're up free. Obviously, they've got the crowd behind them. Is there something to be said for that, or am I trying to make excuses? Well, I mean, they, they were definitely up for it, but um, you know, I think I think it's a lot of the complaints that I've seen from people have been fair. It's just the way in which people have made them, and the fact that it's just been a bit over the top. We should have been up for it as well. There was no reason for us to be as as you know, kind of slow out the blocks as we um, as we were. Other than and, and and some of the stuff people have said is, is is very true in terms of the fact that we did appear to approach the game quite negatively. Um, you know, we 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 didn't seem to play in a way that suited. The, the the 11 that were out there you know we're playing Jordan Rhodes who's not really a target man you, you can't really kind of use him in the way that we seem to be trying to sort of persevere using him on um, on Saturday it just it felt like there were things that were wrong um, I just don't think that they really justified the, the, the reaction that we've subsequently had um, but yeah I mean Preston were the better team and if they hadn't have won that game, they they would feel uh, a little bit hard done to, and we'd probably think that it was a point gained. Um, you know, they didn't. They, they got the penalty decision. I've not watched it back. I've not watched the highlights. I don't know if it was a penalty or or not. I've not really seen anyone complain about it, so I'm going to assume that it was a it was a fair call. Um, and you know, it was probably we, we probably got what we deserved. I think sometimes you just got to realise that the best team won. Um, obviously, I didn't see the performance, so you know, was it was it them cancelling out or us just being completely lacklustre? I don't know. I was on my jolly. I think it so. was the latter. There was some rather lacklustre. We just didn't look like we had any energy or or anything at all, really. And yes, it's disappointing. And of course, we want to sort of crack on with the first game of the season, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But. A lot of clubs that were expecting to do that didn't as well, did they? So, obviously, Middlesbrough lost and, and, and Barnsley <laughs> and Reading and people like that lost as well. So, uh, I, I think I'm not going to try and read too much into this and, and I certainly wasn't one of the people sort of... In fact, even I stopped off Twitter and, and as that's the only place I actually exist, it, it's rather difficult sometimes for me to stop off Twitter because these, these people do get on my tits, to be quite frank. Chaps, they really, really do. Um, it's even it's even it's even harder when you've got a social media business trying to stop off social media. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't work. <laughs> well, imagine if that was the only place you existed. Though it's not harder, Robin. Not harder yeah. at all. Um, <laughs> very true. Very true. <laughs> but with the actual team selection itself, I mean, 
is that what you guys were expecting? Obviously, Westwood, yeah, fair enough. Hunt, Lees, Leuven's, Padil. I think that's pretty much standard for the moment, isn't it? I I, I would have gone straight, slightly different with the strikers. I, w- I would have been going uh, Rhodes and Hooper. And Forest area out wide. Uh, yeah. 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 I, I, um, I just wonder whether or not with... I mean, this is opening up such a bag of worms. Oh, I yes. wonder whether the, the players that we've got, whether our... First choice strikers should be Fletcher and Hooper because they work well off each other. It, it works with those two. You've got a target man um, who's actually you know pretty pretty good with the ball as well. He's not just a target man. And then you've got Hooper who who will work hard off him. And and, and I would argue that I think Hooper is more effective than Rhodes, considering the fact that they both play similarish games. You know they, they would both play off a, a target man. Um, that that Hooper is is the the better choice there, and that Rhodes is someone that that can you know change a game for us when we need to or something like that. But you know we spent eight million quid on him. Can we can we keep him on the bench? Um, I don't know. It it, it it felt like on Saturday that we we played Rhodes because we thought well we've got to play Rhodes, but he wasn't necessarily the the right choice given the kind of game that that we got in front of us. Uh, and it was proved that that was the case because it, it just it just didn't work. He wasn't effective, and I don't think it's his fault. He wasn't really getting much in the way of service. You know, it was it was a, a bad day all round really. Um, but yeah, I think you know, slight, just slightly different team selection might might have been a very different outcome. I, th- I think there was one other place on the bench that really surprised me. Um, yeah, and and why when Winnell didn't get on the bench, I, I, I don't know. Because Big Dave's lovely little that. bottom was taking that seat. Bless him. Well, well, when, when I, we get, I, I, when we get when we get, I'll tell you a story when we get to talk about last night's game. Uh, oh, sorry, about to say last night the uh, Chesterfield game uh, about about Mr. New Year, but we'll 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 leave that for ooh, when we go to that game. That sounds like an EastEnders moment. Do 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 do. I am um, <laughs> uh, one other little thing though. Obviously, I took a tune, folks. <laughs> if you are playing, um, obviously, um, Hooper and and and, and Fletch, um there is that question of, of what to do with Forestieri because if we do move into the left then obviously reaches out and then we're going to have the old well we paid 4 million quid for him so what we're going to do with that I mean would you rather see um, Hooper uh, Hooper and Fletch Fessy on the left and, and, and just reach maybe playing left back or, or on the bench but shouldn't this be a positive, these embarrassment of riches that we've got? Yeah, yeah, reach out on the bench because Forest Area Asking the question. Why is that a negative? It's not a negative yeah, at all. Yeah, yeah. But what, asking why the question. I, but, I'm, but I know what people think and what they say. Oh, if you drop you reach, oh, look at that. Oh, that's five million, five million quid wasted. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. They, they would they would say that is it's a lose lose situation yeah, and, and, exactly. and you've got you've got to pick the right team to beat who's who's in front of you and um unfortunately that wasn't the case on Saturday. It wasn't the right team to beat Preston. Um now yeah, Preston have got a new manager. We we don't we didn't really know what kind of team they were going into it. And I think first game of the season is always really hard in that sense because you can't really scout a team um and you can't really build a conclusive game plan when you've not seen that team play under that new manager. And, and obviously they're going to be different to how Alex Neal would have played a team at Norwich because it's a completely different set of players. So, um, you know, I, 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 I feel for Carlos a little bit in terms of the fact that people have really turned on him and said it was the wrong 
team selection because it was the wrong team selection. Um, but he's, he's, he can only really work with what what he can see, and and, and it's difficult when you've got a, when you're playing a team that's got a new manager in, uh, and you've not been able to do your homework properly on them because you just it's the unknown. We were the beneficiary of that situation when Carlos first arrived, weren't we? That's the thing. Nobody knew what we we're going to do. Yeah, and, which, which absolutely. But but just to come back to what you said there, James. Though, should we be lining up against? For what the other team are like, or should we line up because of what we're like? Should we be should we well, playing games because of us, not because of what the opposition looks like? You, then then you've got to ask the question of whether or not did did Carlos pick the team that he picked on Saturday because he sees that as his strongest eleven? Yeah, yeah. Um, because you know, if 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 that's the case, then that's exactly what we did. He he picked the team that he thought um, is is our best team and should be able to go out and win. That's what anyway. I think we should be doing: picking um, our best eleven, not the team to beat. Whoever would play, because it, it didn't work on Saturday. No, it didn't. You're right. You're right. But is that his best eleven? Or do you know that? I, 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 it's always going to be. I, I, I agree. I agree with the the sentiment of of you and a lot of people in terms of the fact that last year we did swap and change a lot, and it felt like we were very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Reactive to our opposition, possibly too much. Um, but but you've got to you've got to have an element of 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 that. I think. Um, uh, through through you know and any team has to have an element of picking the right team for the opposition because you're not going to play the same 11 week in week out for the whole season you know players need uh, a rest every now and then and, and and you are going to slightly tweak things you know it's not unusual for teams to have a different formation away from home than they do at home and and I wouldn't I wouldn't describe myself as being a a huge advocate of of that but um you know you, you see it happen and I think we know with Carlos that we we know what he's like and I don't think he's going to change in terms of the fact that he will swap and change things that is who he is I think it, it would be better if, if if it was less than than last season if we weren't you know chopping and changing quite as much as we did last season because I think that probably did cost us a bit um and and maybe he doesn't know what his best eleven is and maybe that's a, a whole different problem and a whole different discussion for another day I don't know um I, I, I trying to look on I said look on the positive side I don't know but um I think that w- what we've got to do here is just bear in mind it's the first game of the season right in the same way that we all you know I know I, I joke about not looking at the league table till Christmas but you know it, it's until there's been three or four games of the season you can't spot any patterns you can't really take any conclusions after one game of the season um, you know, if on Saturday, let's say that that penalty doesn't get given, what's say that we don't go down the other end, sneak a win, and we all go, oh, we played that one well, didn't we? Rode it out and then sneaked a last-minute winner. It didn't happen, so it's an irrelevant point. But what what I'm saying is, you just can't you can't draw conclusions after one game. I think we've all just got to relax a little bit and just see how we feel. You know, even in even in a week's time after we've seen the QPR game and the the Sunderland game, we've got a much better idea as to how this team is unfolding this season. All I got from that bit of conversation there was uh, an image of Carlos walking down the touchline saying, I am what I am, and what I am needs no excuses. <laughs> See, I think that's it. Carlos's PR is done. Um, right, then, chap, so on to a little bit more positive news, because the Chesterfield game eventually ended up being lovely, didn't it? It was smashing. Yeah, much better Everest performance. Cracker. Yeah, yeah, really, really good last night. Right from right from the off, we we're out of the blocks. It took a bit of a, t- a while to, to score the goals, but I think they were very, very much. I think we looked about 
20 minutes in and we were 72% possession, which isn't everything, but we were really throwing, you know, the, the kitchen sink at them. And I, th- they, I thought they defended really well, and their goalkeeper, early doors, made some good saves, um, and eventually kind of the pressure told, you know, towards the, the well, very, very end of the first half. It, it was quite an interesting night, actually, because I... Um... I couldn't get up a huge amount of enthusiasm for for going. I didn't. I didn't actually get my ticket until Monday, um, and, and even then, it was against my better judgment after um, after Saturday. And I kind of thought I could do with. I've got a load of stuff on at the moment. I could do with an extra evening this week to do some bits and bobs and stuff at home. Um, but I thought, no, I, I think it's silly that. So you know, I've, I, I should go, and it, you know, it'll be a different. It will be a different team. Um, it'll be a chance to maybe see a couple of players that that we, we've not seen for uh, for a while. Um, and you know, Chesterfield are always going to bring a few fans with them. It's going to be a yeah, a bit of a tasty game. Um, so um, you know, I thought I'll 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 go now. I mean, it absolutely threw it down, and I was you know drowned rat by the time I got to the um, the tram stop, and by the time I got to Hillsborough. Oh, I do like a um, moist James. And you know, as as it yeah, it kind of dried off in the pub and had a couple of pints in the um, in the riverside beforehand. But even then, like getting into the ground, I just couldn't. I couldn't really feel all that giddy about it but then strange thing is like literally from sitting down from from the minute the game kicked off it just felt like that there was you know all this kind of negativity and stuff just seemed to vanish like suddenly this was like the Wednesday of a couple of years ago both in terms of how they were playing and the fact that you know the crowd seemed quite patient um you know when we went one nil behind I know it's only Chesterfield it's only EFL Cup or whatever the hell it's called now um but the, you know they weren't getting on the backs it felt like it was sort of like a look you know we'll, we'll stick with it we're playing well we know that we'll you know we'll, we'll get the goals it's it's coming it's coming um and of course it did and I missed the first two goals because I was in the uh, queue uh, for uh, for beer at half time, having waded through anyone else that experienced that- the river of the South Stand after <laughs> I believe that um, the sprinkler system went a bit haywire and basically flooded the uh, concourse for for twenty minutes. Um, so after swimming to the bar um, and um, and getting a couple of beers, so I missed those two goals, but um, saw them on the TV, and you're just like, you know, they were they were good goals. You know that 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 I think was probably the second best cross I've ever seen Jack Hunt make. And um, you know, brilliantly finished off by um, Fletcher, and it, it, I don't know, it just felt like there was a real good vibe going on last night, and I enjoyed it. I came away going, I'm really glad that I came tonight. Were you a little worried when we went behind, James? Did it cross your mind? Kind of, yes and no, because it was you know, when when we were on top, on top, and 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 we really were. You know, there were points in the first half where it was just one way traffic. Um, and my mate John, I think it was, who was sat next to me, said to me, um, oh, it's just a matter of time, this. Um, and I went, yeah, or the alternative is that they sneak one and they win it 1-0. Um, and we're like, yeah, actually, that could happen. And, of course, they went they went 1-0 up. I, I wasn't particularly convinced it was a penalty. It was in front of me. I didn't, I didn't really see anything majorly wrong. Uh, again, I've not watched the replay back, so I can't really comment on that. Um, but, yeah, clear, I mean, there was... Oh, was it? Fair enough. Um, there, there was a tiny element of kind of like, you know, concern about it. But I, I think at the same time, and I think I got this from the whole crowd, there was a confidence of the fact that we're playing really well. Let's not panic too much. They will sort this out. They will turn it around and the goals will come. And, and they did. So, um, do you know what? No, I'll say I'll say no. I don't I don't think I panicked when they, when they scored. I don't think I was worried. I, I was more worried before. It crossed my mind before it that... Um, you know, we could have all this possession, play really well, and they'd 
snatch something at the end. Uh, but when they scored so early, I thought, well, now we're going to come back from this. I was quite quite positive from from, from that perspective um, uh, that, that we'd go on and, and, and win the game. Um, and, and we did it comfortably. It, we, we had lots of possession. They had the, the 10, 10 minutes or so, um, you know. Every team does have the, the 15 minutes in the game, don't they? But they just had 10, rather than 15. Right at that time, I will um, have you know that Dom um, tweeted out that Sheffield Wednesday have lost their grip on this tie, which I'm still waiting for an apology and a retraction for, Dom. So if you're listening, which I'm sure you are, please do that as quickly as possible. <laughs> <laughs> um, are, are we going to talk about the moment of the night? Well, there were two moments of the night. Um, but, I mean, that goal from Barry Bannon, I have I have watched that one back, even though I've not watched the um, the full highlights back. Um, I didn't realise at the time he started in his own half. That I didn't was that, that was Bannon Bannon of two years ago. That was superb and a brilliant finish. And that that ball, I, I love it when someone scores and and the ball rises all the way to into the top corner of the net. It just looks brilliant. That was superb. That was fantastic. And I'm really pleased for him because you know he he is one of those that gets a fair old bit of stick whenever we don't play well. He he seems to get kind of like you know the the brunt of the blame. Um, and I think last night he was able to play a little bit like maybe how he, he how he likes to play, you know, a little bit kind of freer, um, and he can you know literally cover the pitch as he did for that goal. I think I think yeah, it was a great it was a great goal. I think all the goals last night were brilliant. Uh, Andy McElwain, I probably pronounced it wrong, I apologise, I've been uh, mentioned on Twitter that were four very different goals last night, which we've been sort of missing a bit, I think, haven't we? Um, obviously, Hooper's goal was. A perfect poachers goal, wasn't it? Poachers but goal. it was it was such a good poachers finish as well. He made it look really, really simple. But by sort of because it took a deflection on its way in, it was moving about. It sort of jumped. It was in the air. It flicked it on. It looked like a poachers goal. But I think that's such a difficult technique, which is brilliant. As James said, Hunter's cross was marvelous, perfect, and and obviously Fletcher's just going to eat them up all day, isn't he? he? Really is. Bannon's was just. Oh, the thunder chuffer! It is the return of the thunder chuffer. That's absolutely beautiful. Yeah, yes, yes, absolutely yes, yes. fantastic. And even Hutch, I mean, uh, did the Hutch thing of sort of sneaking around the back, didn't he? Um, it was a well-worked goal, and, and Hutch was there to to sort of chase it in, which was brilliant. And I just think that that's really over the past couple of seasons what we've been missing. We, we have been able to score a type of goal. But we've not been able to score all those different types of goals. And so I know, again, I, I don't mean sense disrespectfully, it was Chesterfield. Of course it was. But I think that will give the chaps such a confidence boost. Oh, and the celebrations, they just look to be enjoying themselves so much. The celebration with Bannon's goal, where they were rubbing his boot FIFA style and all that kind of thing. It was brilliant. Absolutely fantastic. Loved it. And, it was and Hutch- it was just what we needed. It was just what we needed. It was the the perfect response. You know, as you've said, and 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 you know, we we mean it with the utmost respect. It was only Chesterfield, and we did expect to win the game. But you know, there's there's good ways of winning games, and there's less good ways of winning games. And that was a really good way of of winning that game. You know, the performance was really good. The goals were really good, um, and it it just felt like there was a real good kind of positive feel among the uh, among the players. Like they were enjoying that that game and they were enjoying playing um, and it was exactly the response that we um, and I, that, that we needed I think Hutch summed that up at the end he couldn't wait to get in goal could he for that last uh, yeah, this, this, this was the other special moment of the match yeah it? It was, he absolutely could not wait straight across to get Cameron Dawson's shirt get it on get the gloves on and then and Wildsmith obviously didn't want to go off you could see that he was proper um, grumbling uh, they didn't want to come off and didn't look the happiest guy, but I don't think he ever does, to be fair. Um, 
but yeah, it was it was fantastic joining the, the Bullen Hurst. Um, who else have we got? There's a few, weren't there? We Lee put a few Peacock. out last night on yeah. Twitter. Um, Club. Lee Peacock. Yeah, they're lovely yeah. down there. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's lovely to see. Isn't it? I just think that Hutch was sort of sat there going, go on, have a shot. Go on, go on, have a shot. Go on, just a bloody ball. I think he was just so, so excited about the whole thing. But no, lovely, 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 lovely to see. It was... He didn't hesitate for one second, did he? He was straight over to get that shirt. And you just think if there's, you know, if there's like 40 minutes that can, you know, sum up what Sam Hutchinson is about, it's, you know, he was a sub. No one really expects him to see him in this game. But, you know, he came on as a sub. He played right back for a while. He scored a goal. He ends up in the in, in the net. Um, and, and the only thing that didn't happen, which is the thing that always normally happens, is he didn't get booked. <laughs> you just like... Uh, <laughs> What a, what a weird night for um for, for Hutchinson. But I mean, fair play to the normally you you would expect people to be looking around at each other trying to figure out all right who's going to have a go at this. He you know while Smith wasn't even off the pitch before he was over there. He got the shirt on and he was he was warming up. He was well up for it. I don't know why you stayed around till after the game as well. Um, after the game, some of the players come. The ones who haven't played long or haven't actually gone on the pitch, um, sometimes come up and do like a warm down. And Hutch came out. And ran up and down the pitch like an absolute man possessed. Mm. Um, but the one thing that really disappointed me was Niwiu. He argued, with, his body language was terrible with the coach. He did not want to go on that pitch to to warm down, warm up, whatever. He did not want to do it. Forestieri went out there. Um, there were a couple of us, I can't remember who they were off the top now. Uh, but it certainly was Hutch. Forestieri and Nuyu did not want to. He his body language was awful, and I, it really pissed me off seeing him do that. I like if you don't want to be on that pitch, if you do not want to earn your money, because say you can't be asked to run up and down after a game. Yeah. Well, I think it's. I mean, Hutch, Hutch has had his injuries, and he did have a sort of an operation at the back end of last season as well, didn't he? So he's he's essentially still recovering, and I think that's why we weren't expecting to see him. And and that bit of a run out would have done him the world of good. So obviously, with his his injury past, shall we say, uh, he does need to be looking after himself, and he does seem to be doing that incredibly, incredibly well as well. Um, obviously, regarding the game itself, um, while Smith went off, he was seen, and it has been reported he's absolutely fine. So that that's all good news. Uh, we'll come on to Mr. Wild Smith a little bit later, but I'd also give um, a little shout out to a, a chap on Twitter called Steve Turner, who maybe chortle heartily uh, when after the game he said he's just heard annoyed outside, and it turns out that Hutch was putting his bins out. He gets everywhere that chap, doesn't he? What a lovely, lovely man! <laughs> Loved it. <laughs> I, I did have to laugh uh, when I was reading Twitter. During the game, um, Alan Biggs um, calling uh, Wildsmith Westwood. Uh, don't think he was at the same game as us, but I can confirm he was actually the same game as us because he walked behind us after the game. So, so yeah, he got that one a little wrong, and he did apologise. To be honest, I had a bit of a, bit of a tit to myself there as well because I, being the clever little chuffer I am, sent uh, Mr. Biggs a tweet saying, "Oh, Alan, have you had your tables yet?" Instead of tablets. So here's me trying to be a clever chuffer hey. and just muck that up. So it's been decided that both myself and Alan will visit the pharmacy tomorrow and pick our tables up together. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, lovely, absolutely fantastic and, and a lovely evening. Really, really thoroughly enjoyable. Here's a question. Where would you find all of the following in one place? Chairs, tables, beer, Vic, James, more beer, Dickyow, Eddie, more beer and the rest of the Wednesday week gang. That's right, it's the Riverside Cafe's new outside bar. All of your favourite lagers, ciders, soft drinks and hand pump ales are now available outside. Come and see the gang and give it a try. 
Riverside Cafe's new outside bar. Now open on match days. Right then, ladies and gents, so let's crack on with the, the scant little bit of Wednesday news we have, shall we? Uh, first things first, Mr Wildsmith, uh, calling back to him, has uh, now penned a new five-year deal at Sheffield Wednesday, hasn't he? Uh, which I think is fantastic news, isn't it? It really, really is. Brilliant. Brilliant yeah, news. Really, it's, a big, really, really it's a big part of uh, of our future going forward. Uh, it will be the, the number one. You know, when, whenever Westwood decides to leave, hang his boots up, or or that Wildsmiths play much better than him, it, you know, he'll be he'll be a Wednesday number one for a few years to come. I think. Yeah, and I think it's it's so important because he's he's homegrown as a Wednesday fan, and and it's rare that you get those kind of players that um, you know join the the club that they support. You know, we, obviously we've got Liam. Palmer, which which is brilliant, um, but you know, just just knowing there'll have been no hesitation. This guy, you know, five year contract. Yeah, sure, I'll sign that. Uh, you know, he, he's got no desire to go anywhere else. Um, you know, he's, he's he's getting some first team action. It was interesting actually um, hearing Carlos after the the game. I didn't actually hear it, but I've I've, I've read it um, that he said that even if it was a league game, he'd have picked that same team. That regardless of who we were playing or what game it was, that was the team that was going to play um, the second game of the um, the season. Um, so whether that suggests that maybe he's thinking Wildsmith's going to get a bit more first team action um, this season, I don't know. I thought that was quite an interesting thing, but he's obviously going to have you know real role to play. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I I adore Mr. Wildsmith. I think he's a fantastic, fantastic prospect. I really, really do. I think he's absolutely marvellous. So what I'm about to say next, please don't take this in the wrong context. But does Mr. Wildsmith have the experience to be our number two at the moment? with a premiership push, hopefully, looming in the wings. I, I don't get me wrong, I adore him. I think he's marvellous. Please, please, please don't think that any, anything about it. I think he's a wonderful, wonderful keeper. But has he got the experience to be our number two right now? Without a doubt, yes. I, I, in, my, in my opinion. Um, I, I, I see, I see, I see the argument that he uh, that he hasn't. You know, he, he's someone that if he'd maybe been out on loan for a couple of years, um, done a couple of seasons in you know League Two, and then maybe a, a season in League One or something like that, um, then then it, it gives him that much more experience. I think the the problem is there aren't going to be many teams in the Championship that have got a number two goalkeeper that's going to tick every box that you want your you know your goalkeeper to have and and maybe we'd have had it um that season with Westwood at number 1 and and Kirkland if he'd have stayed as as our backup goalkeeper because you think you know you've got you know experience across the park there but when you've got a goalkeeper that's got experience they don't want to sit on the bench they want to be playing football so um the the chances of you being able to get someone that's got experience and actually we've got that player in Jake Keane he's got he's got plenty of experience um but for, for whatever reason Carlos feels that Walsmith is a better choice as, as our backup goalkeeper he sees him in training every day um, he obviously feels that he is mature beyond his years and, and that he's, you know, he's more than capable of doing it I think he's a re- he comes across as a really confident uh, almost a bit of an arrogance to him I think he, look, he does look a miserable bugger on the pitch but I think that's I think that's a really a real positive because he doesn't take any, any shit um, and even when that, that foul that's well it wasn't a foul that, that collision at the end when he went off you, that that was that looked like it really hurt at the time and he, and then he walked off the pitch when the stretcher was, was waiting for him at one point oh don't get me wrong if you're going to sort of collide because it was uh, it was O'Grady that he collided with who, who we all know is is somewhat of a unit isn't he Mr O'Grady he um... oh, yes. <laughs> he, he really and played and, and played fairly well for them last night you know 
one of their standout yeah, he did, players. Yeah. He, yeah. he was the only one in their team that actually looked like they got much about him. And he didn't really do very much. He's just a big bugger still, isn't he? I mean, he is an athlete. Puts himself about, yeah. You yeah. can you can fire balls up to him and it doesn't matter who he's playing against. He's not scared of any defenders, is he? Um, and it was uh, uh, like five minutes into the game, I turned to my mate Kieran and just said, just have a look on your phone, see what odds you get on Chris O'Grady to score the first goal tonight. <laughs> well, surprise me in the slightest. Is, is, I wonder... <laughs> But no, uh, Mr. Wildsmith, uh, again, I, I meant no disrespect by, by my my comments whatsoever. It's something I popped out on Twitter during the game last night. And, and I do think he's a wonderful, wonderful keeper. And, and a few more ex- years' experience, and I wouldn't have a problem with it at all. But, yeah. Hmm. That said, though, if you were Mr. Dawson, obviously he couldn't come on after Wildsmith got off, because we'd use all our subs. But would you be just a little bit miffed with Hutch whipping off your shirt and, and just taking your place after waiting so, so long for a chance? He finally gets that chance. Would you really be... I don't think Vic would be miffed about uh, uh, Hutch whipping off her shirt at all. <laughs> I think I Do can say that for a few, a few other people too. Me, me included. <laughs> this, this is a completely kind of off topic, but not off topic. This is a different debate. We might not even want to get into it. But I've thought for a while, right, should, when, when you've made three substitutions and your goalkeeper is injured... Should you not be allowed a, a fourth substitution? Should if you have to substitute your goalkeeper for your substitute keeper, should that not like not count towards your three subs? It just seems it just seems really unfair on teams. If if that was the case, though, we would never have had the David Hurst situation. We would never have had the Bolly situation. We would never have had the Lee Peacock situation. Exactly. And you wouldn't be able to see Hutch whipping yeah, off his shirt. <laughs> it's much right. more fun for the game. Yeah. Fair enough. It is fun for the game, but you just think, I mean, last night it didn't matter. We were 4-1 up and it was an EFL Cup game and it, it didn't matter. But, you know, if, if that if that last night was a league game and it was, yeah, mega, mega important and we made three substitutions, you end up with your, um, you know, to be fair to him, still, still got to say injury prone, um, you know, midfielder uh, ends up in the net and you just think, you know, that's, that's kind of got disaster written all over. It just seems like it gives a real unfair advantage to the team that you're playing Generally, and you know the, the the football league have been pretty good in terms of some of the rules and stuff they brought in recently have been quite sensible. You know, goal line technology sensible. Um, a few other things that have come in this season have been sensible. Uh, would a sensible thing not be that you know substituting your goalkeeper is a separate substitution to your other three? Yeah, football's never been a sensible game, has it? Let's face it, it's it, not no. especially not <laughs> well. Damn it! it <laughs> Um, right then, chap. So after all the debacle with what happened with, uh, regarding the kits, etc., etc., obviously you've had a chance to see them both in action. Are you happy with these football kits, boys and girls? Or just boys, should I say? No girls. Well, love, love, I, I, love, love the home kit. Love it. But I'm not seeing the yet the away kit up close. I'm, I'm not. I'm not sold on either. When I saw the pictures of them when they were released on whatever day it was, was it th- uh, last last Wednesday? I think it was, wasn't it? Um, I, I I wasn't particularly grabbed by either of them. I thought on the pictures they both looked you know a, li- a little bit cheap, you know, a little little bit rushed. I don't know. Um, then seeing the uh, to be honest, right, seeing the away kit on Saturday, it does look a little bit better in person. I, I still, I think the reason that I don't like it is because it said in uh, on on the website when they released it, they said it's a you know it's a nod back to the ninety two ninety three um, yellow and black pinstripe away shirt, and I'm like, it looks nothing like that whatsoever, and it's an insult. 
to that to that shirt to suggest that it it looks like it in the slightest. They're they're not stripes. It's like a wavy thing, and it's got like block black sleeves. It doesn't look like it at all. Uh, but actually, it looks all right. It didn't look bad at all. And the home kit. I mean, it's a proper chalk and cheese situation. This home kit because um, overheard quite a few people saying how much they really liked it when they saw it in action last night. Um, I it, it did grow on me a little bit. I'm not I'm not overly grabbed. By it, but I've got to stand by what I said last week. You know, to me, a kit is a kit, and I'm not, I'm not really that that fussed. Um, and I quite like change. I like doing something different every now and then. And the fact that you know we've done something that is a real nod to our, um, you know, our prou- proud history in our um, anniversary year. Fair enough. Um, it, it it did it did look better than I thought it was going to do in in person, but it's it's not for me. Do you? Was it the 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 older generation, shall we say, that were saying that we're enjoying the kit? Do you think there, Jay? Because obviously this is the kit that they grew no, up with. Not 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 at all. No, no, my kids not, love it. Not at all. It was real cross section. Um, a couple of the mates that I sit with were saying that they thought it looked really really good. Uh, and one who said after five minutes said it just it feels like our kit already. It feels it it just feels right. Um, and I didn't really share that but um i can't say it it bothered me or anything like that and um it is it th- there is something to be said to just seeing us wearing something that bit different because there's only so much you can do with stripe so um you know why not yeah I, 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 kids 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 loved it so you know i like it i'm an old bugger they're they're young <laughs> no, kids loved it, so I liked it. Oh, you're so down with kids, aren't you, pretty old bean? Look at me, I'm down I'm a cool kids, dad. Man. If my kids didn't really like it, I won't like it. Da, da, da. Uh, <laughs> I'm I, I'm I'm with it, bro. <laughs> you certainly are. Um, <laughs> but no, I mean, I, I've kind of reserved judgment on the kit. I, I, I've not said if I do or don't like it, but I must admit. After after seeing it, if you like, and after seeing the photos and things like that, it is a bit like looking back at the old photos before, obviously, I was around uh, Benoenza and things. And I, 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 I must admit, I, now I am rather enjoying it. I'm happy to nail my collar to the mask because I'm a right stripe person. I, I will use the vernacular as Fudge does. Um, Stripe Thank wanker. Um, <laughs> but I must admit, <laughs> that kit is is rapidly, rapidly growing on me. Um, so, yeah, no, fantastic. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, right, so, James, um, the, the steering group, you and Victoria were kind enough to do a bit of a special podcast for us last week about all these bits and bobs as well. Um, and obviously, uh, for those that didn't catch up, because I must admit, I apologise, James, it's completely on me. And that podcast went on iTunes, and it didn't really go anywhere else. Uh, that was my fault. Um, I unfortunately ran out of time and didn't put it on YouTube or anywhere else. So I will try to get that up so the people that are listening to this... It's, 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 it's all right. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. Don't you worry got, about it. You've right. got it's Jeeves. Right. What the hell is he doing? <laughs> Sack the bugger. <laughs> he's, he's away sewing these kits together at the moment to, to save a bit of money for the club. Ah, so, right. <laughs> that's probably why they're slightly um, shoddy. Yeah. <laughs> but if you are listening to this now, I will try and get them up on YouTube this week as well. So if you didn't listen to the ski- steering group um, pod, then I will try and pop this up there. Uh, but some of the things that uh, you mentioned in that pod, Jay, um, have sort of been announced and, and bits and bobs as well, haven't they? Yeah, I mean, I, I I'm not going to go through stuff in too much detail because I say there's a you know 40 minute separate podcast that's 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 there. We did it on Friday, so I know it's you know, it's a bit weird. It's a, a strange time for us to be sticking an extra 
podcast out and it's a long time since I think we've done two in a week but it's there if you want to catch up with everything that was talked about at the um, steering group a full explanation as to why the um, shirts were, were were late and what happened there so if you want to hear that story then then get that podcast but yeah one of the other things that was that, that we touched on and I was incredibly vague when talking about this because I'd gone home to, to actually get some sleep um, I wasn't one of the super committed people that stayed until one in the morning at the um, at you're the keeping me awake um, but what one of the things that um, that was um, that was talked about after I'd gone was what what's now been fully announced um, in the last twenty four hours, which is this Club eighteen sixty seven idea, whereby you pay a, a, a sum of money ranging from I think it's fifteen hundred to just over two thousand, yeah, um, right. which eff- effectively what you're buying is a, 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 your name on a plaque that goes onto your seat in in Hillsborough. But actually, in reality, what you're really buying is you're buying your three year Premier League season ticket. But you're buying it now. You're buying it before we uh, we get there. So officially, you get that season ticket for free. Uh, but but you know it, it's all kind of semantics, isn't it, as to how you um, how you view that? So that's been officially announced um, today. I think details are still a little bit sketchy. I don't think anyone quite yeah. knows yet as to whether or not you can think- pay for it by by installments or or how long that's kind of the window to do that is going to be open. For, and I think there's been a lot of questions today, and it's interesting as well that that quite soon after that, the club have now announced this fans forum on Friday, which is kind of a little bit like steering group light. I think is probably the best way yeah, to yeah, um, yeah. to describe that, where it's kind of open to anyone, although you do need to get a ticket just to stop it being a free for all. Um, but it's not an invite thing. You can you know you can kind of invite yourself really and ask for a ticket to go along to that on on Friday. And um, I, I suspect that, that that really will be used as a, an opportunity to to really talk about how this Club 1867 is going to work, why it's so important, where we are in terms of financial play and, and finances. Um, and fair play to, um, to to the chairman and to the other club officials who've kind of said, you know, rather than just sticking out really long statements about it, let's just invite people to come along and hear us talk about it, talk about it in person. We can explain how it works, why it's important, why we need to do it, um, and what the benefits are going to be for, for, for both parties, really, both for the fans and for, for the club. And you're, you're going to go along to that, aren't you, Rich, on, on Friday? Yeah, I've, I've, well, I've, asked, I've applied for tickets. Hopefully I'll, I'll get some. Um, so, yeah, it'll be... I, I, can't, I, can't, I can't like the, the forums. They are quite, like, say, steering group light is, is a good description. And, um, uh, and it kind of gets you a bit closer. And there will be some... I'm sure there'll be some questions asked about hot water at that as well. But anyway, that's a different kettle of fish. Uh, and I'm sure there's some people from Lancashire there as well. Um, oh. But uh, <laughs> but I, what, I mean, what I found quite interesting from Club 1867 is um, there's also, uh, I think, one of the offers is for the West Stand as well. So that would you'd assume that that's going to be used as, as some, something it's going to use as a home uh, kind of. It's, it's obviously some kind of. It's about getting cash into the business now, isn't it? Well, we, to, to 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 kind of break the financial fair play um, issues that potentially could arise. Um, so the more it's kind of commercial idea, income we're getting, yeah. yeah, and and you know, and it's I think one of the interesting things about it as well was they're saying that you can actually um, it's a three year ticket, but you could actually use that three year ticket in the same season. So you and two mates, yeah from what I understand from it as well. So that's yeah, quite yeah, interesting, I, I, quite I, I, a fair I, I, way of doing it, I thought, as well. So, you know, you, 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 and, you and two mates can 
all clubbing together to get to get it. I mean, play, playing devil's advocate. It, it makes it makes a lot of sense. I, I absolutely understand why they're doing it. I think it's a fantastic idea. And Mr. Chance here put out a wonderful statement with this as well, where he said, obviously, he's, he's put a lot of money in, and, and but he's in, he wish he could put more in to, and do this himself, but he can't, etc., etc., etc. So he needs a little bit of help, um, obviously, with financial fair play. But it's a bloody lot of money to sort of chuck in as well, isn't it? I mean, it's, again, playing devil's advocate, it's this when we get to the Premier League, which is a beautifully positive statement, which I think is fantastic. But what if we didn't? What happens then? Is, is this what I assume these are the, these are the questions? Well, it's a, it's a gamble, yeah. isn't it? It's, 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 a, it's a risk, you know. You, 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 you would think that it does feel at the moment like it is a matter of time, isn't it? Yeah, it's just yeah. a question of, of, of when. when? Yeah. Um, and it, it didn't happen in year one, and it didn't happen in year two, and that leaves us in this you know, kind of nasty limbo situation whereby, um, you know, financial fair play really starts to come into uh, into play now, and we've got to be careful. Um, and I think what, what the, the chairman's quite rightly kind of made the point is that, um, that in, in the... Uh, the 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 money that we need to get to the Premier League. I'm not phrasing this how I wanted to phrase it. I, it made so much more sense when I said it in my in my head earlier on. But it's basically like saying that you know that that if we can get the money now, that's going to help us get to the Premier League. And you know your reward is the um, is is the is the ticket. So you know p- paying for your season ticket for the Premier League now will actually help us to get there in the first place. Um, so it just seems like a really productive way of doing it. And yeah, you know there are going to be a lot of people that can't afford it. And 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 you know we all get that. We all get that. I I don't think it's something that I'm going to do um, personally because it's you know it's a massive outlay on something that you know it's not that long ago that I bought the the three year season ticket and um, you know for a lot of people you just don't know what your circumstances are going to be in however many years time when we do make it to the um, to the Premier League but I think for those people that you know that can afford it and that have got that kind of disposable income then you know it's a, it's a real positive way that they can put some money into the club um, and get a real benefit for for themselves as well yeah I think he says that and it's Chancery says that it's not he knows it, it's not for everybody because not everybody can afford it. it you know if I if I, I can't afford it if I could I would but it, and I think most people are in that it's not it's not some compulsory scheme it is something where it's an option if you have that income you know actually not that income that 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 that's that cash to be able to use it in a positive way that'll that drives the club forward because at the end of the day is it is us now that have to kind of pay for us to get to the Premier League as much as Mr Chancellor would love to do it all himself he can't and it's not because he doesn't want to he just can't absolutely absolutely um, right then, ladies and gents. So uh, that's going to bring us on to uh, the the QPR arrival. Of course, QPR have started the season rather wonderfully, but they have been at home so far. Haven't they? Obviously, they beat Reading um, opening game of the season, which was somewhat of a, a shock. I think is is right to say. Do you think? I, I don't know. I've got a weird feeling about QPR this season. Um, I think Ian Holloway knows what he's doing. He knows that club inside out. And I think he's at the summer and he might just have got their house in order a little bit now. I think they could surprise a few people this season. A, a lot of people tipping them to really struggle. I've just got a feeling, I'm not I'm not necessarily saying that they'll be um, up there kind of battling for, for top six or, or anything, but I've, I've got a feeling they might do all right this season, QPR. I think it's one of the games you look at and, and we all look at one on paper like we always thought we should have beaten Preston. But it's one where we should be getting three points at Hillsborough. First home game in the season. Or first home game, league home game. It should be three points. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more with that. And I think that um, it's it's almost the kind of game, if you, if you could pick, if you could go through the league and pick, right, who do you want as first 
home league game of the season, QPR would probably come towards the top of quite a few people's lists because you think that um, it, it's still kind of a new era for them and they're, they're still kind of getting their, their house in order a little bit and, and maybe a good time to play them. And um, you you would think that it's it's a game whereby we, we should have enough. You know, It's not a game we need to go into worrying about, are we good enough to beat them? Yeah, we are good enough to beat them. It, it, it's just, yeah, if we get it right on the day, it should be three points. That. And do you think anybody um, from the match um, last night against Chesterfield uh, sort of staked, staked their claim? Obviously, it's all well and good saying that we need to um, put our team out, uh, not just to satisfy ourselves, but against our opposition as well. But, I mean, our our sort of behind-the-scenes chap, um, our, our video man, Mr Richard Tissington, made a wonderful point um, over the week, actually, in our little chat room, that one of the big players that gets overlooked again and again and again when people are sort of putting out their I'd pick this team for this match is Mr Wallace because he has been brilliant hasn't he I, I can't see why people do overlook him as much as they do I, I think Wallace for me is um, I'm, I think it comes on, I, I, I have really big doubts about him and then he comes on and proves me wrong every single time but I still have those doubts because he's, he is getting, what is he, 31, 32, 33, something like that. He's getting towards the twilight of his career. Can he do 90 minutes every week? Probably not, no. Um, and I think it, it's time to kind of, I think it's a position we probably need to strengthen in, to be honest. Um, that we do have Wallace around to be able to come on um, or even start and, and, and do, and, and he always put, he gives 110%. I can't, he can, nobody can knock uh, Ross Wallace for his commitment uh, and the way he plays. Oh, absolutely. I, mean, I can't think of a time where he's annoyed me, done anything wrong. Obviously, you look back at some of the wonderful goals he's scored and, and you look back at things like the Arsenal game and those sorts of things. I mean, obviously, he scored the goal in the Arsenal game. He crossed in the cross for, for Zhao in the Arsenal game. Those are the sort of the immediate memories that pop up about Ross Wallace. But I can't think of any time where he's... He's nothing terrible. I mean, his his experience of the game is incredible, which I think is is something that the, this team really does need as well. Um, his reading of the game, obviously, we see that he gets that bored playing the game. Sometimes that he pinches people's notes and things like that. He's he's so switched on on that football pitch, and and I think a lot of people really do miss what he does. I think I think the um, the other two that have really put uh, pressure on Carlos or not pressure but given a decision to make are the strikers last night Hooper and uh, and Fletcher. Yeah, agreed. I, th- I think I think they've got to play on Saturday. I really do. I think they've got to play on Saturday. I, I also think if anyone um, kind of staked a bit of a claim, and he wasn't on the pitch for very much, but I thought when Winnell came on, he's not afraid to have a go, and, yeah, yeah. and he, he looked like he was deterred. He wanted a goal last night. He wanted to score. And every time he got sight of goal, he was having a pop. Um, and he came close a couple of times. Good save by the keeper, I think, in, in, for, for one of them. Um, and he had another one that was uh, not far off the, uh, off the mark. So, you know, I think he kind of staked his claim a little bit in terms of maybe not starting on Saturday, but you know, kind of made the point of he should have been on the bench last Saturday and, you know, he should definitely be on the bench this 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 coming Saturday. And, and there's just, you know, we've kind of talked about it, but the, 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 there seems very little logic in having both Fletcher and Nuiu involved in the same yeah. game because, you know, they're a similar sort of player and unless tactically you think that you know having them both available to to have them both on the pitch at the same time for whatever reason to change a game yeah, um, out people. makes makes some kind of sense but if that's the case why did why why weren't they on the pitch together on saturday when we definitely needed to change the game it seems seems daft to kind of have the option and then not take it i think the other thing to think about is like, is like you know you say well, who's gonna come in and you know potentially come in after after last night's game 
what about any kind of do we think there's any going to be any any incomings going to happen this week transfer wise? Hmm. Don't know. I mean, well, we Lots we, we should have had one already through the door, shouldn't we? And it, it all went yeah. wrong at the last uh, at the last minute. You would you would imagine we're out there. There's there's a lot of chatter about Harley Dean yeah, from um, uh, Brentford. I, I I don't really know if there's anything in that or or not. It's been but stripped to the captaincy it, it, apparently. It's been stripped well. to the captaincy, yeah. Um, and you know, they obviously they are a selling club, Brentford. That is the the basis that they're built on. So there could be something in in that. And I think he'd be a very good acquisition. He, he had a great game. At, at our place stem last season um so who knows you know that 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 might be something that that comes off but you you do get the feeling that we're certainly not done in terms of our business there's still at least one possibly more players that we're we're looking to um to land so I f- um yeah. I feel- it, I, you would think if we do bring in someone before saturday they probably wouldn't be involved th- that quickly though would they I, f- I feel impelled at this point to call this the rumor lounge. <laughs> the rumor lounge. I thought it's that place had burned down. But <laughs> bloody rightly so as well. Uh, <laughs> it's still around. It got um, it got closed lounge. down by Environmental Health. Closed it down um, because of uh, <laughs> uh, an issue with flooding because of a sprinkler system or something. I don't know. <laughs> the, the other little thing I would say as well about uh, uh, sort of staking their claim. Talk to me about Abdi. How did he look on? Again, I know it's Chesterfield, but how did it look? Because he, uh, from from what I've seen and. And I've not actually watched the full match back yet, so I apologise for that. Um, but but what I've, I heard, um, listening to the game and what I've seen, he, he sounded pretty nifty, actually. Yeah, he, he played really so, well. I thought he looked like a man trying to get back his fitness. I, I think you're probably right in that in that respect. But I thought, you know, his 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 touch and his vision and everything, and and there were just signs of. You know, we know there's no doubt that he's a great player, and we we saw signs of that last night. And I, I thought that he staked his claim pretty well. Um, and I think that um, you could take the conclusion from the Preston game about this idea of playing Hutch and Bannon together. You know, does that work when you've not got Kieran Lee in there? Can you play Hutch and Bannon together, or or is that just too negative? You know, they're both players that are, that are going to generally look backwards, aren't they? And um, you know, Hutch, we know the kind of player that he is, and 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 Bannon does kind of do this thing whereby he'll he'll run around a, a little bit with the ball but he you know he doesn't kind of make those you know um kind of runs that that cut through the the defense that you want your central midfielder to make the the kind of thing that Kieran Lee does when we've not got Kieran Lee around you think that Abdi Abdi should be starting he should be playing and if he was injured on Saturday then fair enough but I think you know he, he got a good run out last night um or or on Tuesday night depending when you're listening to this um and yeah I'd I'd, I'd want him involved on Saturday I'd, I'd want him to be playing on Saturday to be honest because yes, I've always seen sort of Abdi and Bannon as, as similar-ish type players but did they not clash at all with the playing styles or, or did they gel quite well it seemed to suit Bannon. It seemed it seemed to give Bannon a, a, a bit more license to. I think he felt a bit more confidence coming forward because he knows that you know Abdi will hold the line when he needs to do, and vice versa. You know when Abdi came forward, um, you know Bannon, Bannon was happy to kind of fill that that gap and, and, and plug that gap a little bit. So um, it actually seemed to work all right. Um, well, you know, it it was just Chesterfield. We've got to keep saying that it was only Chesterfield. Um, can you do that in a league game? I I don't know, but it it, it certainly gives questions for. Carlos to be pondering. Well, apparently, Bannon was bloody spiffing. And again, I know it was Chesterfield, but apparently he was sort of back to his his Bannon type self, wasn't he? He's uh, he played really superly well. 
Absolutely. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, he was brilliant. He was brilliant. He was really, oh, good. really good to hear. I, I love him. I know a lot of people have been, because he does get a lot of stick, don't he, bless him. But uh, I, I do, 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 do hope we see him. And if that's a partnership that's going to work, then absolutely. Uh, Baron Abdi, all the way. Right then, chap. So obviously, after we've finished whooping QPR, uh, we have got the visit of Sunderland as well, hasn't he? Uh, obviously, um, popped down from the Premier League. There's been a lot of it's some bits and bobs to speak about Sunderland and, and all the rest of it. But uh, are they still somewhat of an unknown quantity in the Championship yet, or do we think they're going to do a, a Newcastle, or do you think they're going to just carry on sinking, boys and girls? I've got this feeling that they're going to carry on sinking. That's my honest opinion. It's, that they. Yeah, it's dead hard to call, isn't it? It's yeah. dead hard to call. I think with Sunderland, because um, they 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 have to be fair to them. You know, they've they've rebuilt the squad a bit. You know, they've they've brought in some new players. Uh, obviously, they've got the new manager there, um, Simon Grayson, who's who's taken some kind of his players along. Um, Aidan McGeady's there. Uh, they've brought in, and I can't remember his name now. The striker that was at, at, at Berry, who looked like his, you know, kind of. Um, you know, top two leagues career was was done and dusted, and 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 they've taken him there. Um, so um, you know, he's 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 trying to build something. Uh, again, we might be playing at the right time because it it might not have fallen into place for them yet. If it does at all, um, I don't know. They are they are the unknown quantity, I think, in the championship this season. Um, but you know, I think you know, QPR and Sunderland inside a week at home. You've you've got to be looking at those and thinking right. If we're serious about it this season, that's got to be a minimum of four points. Yeah. And really, you know, we should we should be able to take six Bare points minimum. from those two games. Yeah, yeah. James Vaughan is a guy you were thinking about, James. But um, that's it. That's yeah, it. yeah. It's it, it is it's it's. I, I I like I said. I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna struggle against Sunderland. You know, look. I'm just. Looking, I've got a squad up here now, and it's uh, it's very different to what it was last year. Um, I think already because literally, you know, it's it just that's just the way it happens when you get relegated. Um, and I think they were on a downward spiral, and I think they might go down that that route that that Man City went down all those years ago when they went back, you know, down two degree, two divisions, and although they came straight back up pretty much, but I, I think that's that's what's going to happen with them. Uh, and they might. There was another team that did that as well. Wasn't there? <laughs> called Sheffield. Sheffield uh, yeah, I'm not sure who they were. Yes. Uh... <laughs> And they still haven't got back. Yeah. <laughs> oh, those are the days. Bring that in nineties, chaps. Hey? Ah, that's wonderful. Um, <laughs> right then, gents. Do any of you chaps having little bits for this evening? I have three bits Bit to away, um, talk about this evening. Two of which, are, two of which I saved from uh, last week because we, I think we were still recording at about four in the morning um, last week. Yeah. So. I really couldn't be bothered with them. Um, the first thing I want to mention, and we've actually talked about something similar to this before because he's got previous for doing this, but the thing that's been doing the rounds on social media today, the, the letter that Jordan Rhodes sent to um, to a Wednesday fan, uh, which someone's taken a photo of and it's, it's kind of been doing the rounds on, um, on Twitter. We've all heard people say that Jordan Rhodes is generally considered to be the nicest guy in football. Um, but you know, it, it feels like it's not like a fake thing. It's not like he he wants to be liked, which is why it's nice. I think he is genuinely nice, isn't he? Um, and I think dead nice that he, he hand writes and and how many more has he sent that don't get photographed and put on Twitter? It, you just get the impression that he probably responds to every single letter that he gets by hand. Um, and he asks loads of questions in them, and he just seems genuinely interested. You just think, what a really nice guy. So I think he deserves a mention um, for that. So that's um, that's the first thing that I want to mention. Two other things. Things as well. One's just an update on a guy that we've 
talked about a few times actually on the podcast um do you remember oh, a guy God. called ian tootle um who yeah was aiming to be the, the the first person with cancer to climb everest um and of course a lot of this happened over the um, over the summer he made it to the um he made it to the summit so he he actually achieved his um goal and it sounds like he really did it against the odds because his his tent got destroyed um he suffered from um a thing called snow blindness when um, when the snow's that bad all manner of stuff it's an amazing achievement. He's raised over forty-five thousand pounds, and and that money is still coming in. And that, I checked that a week ago. It's probably more than that now. So um, just a, a, an astounding achievement, and what a guy! Um, and he deserves every bit of credit that that he gets, and every bit yeah, of publicity that he's got for for something that you know. There's no way in the world that I'd be able to manage that. Um, and I'm obviously you know in in a much better position in terms of my health than um, than he is. So just you know i i really bow down to uh, to ian for what for what he's achieved so well done to to him the final thing that i want to mention as well which is um it's actually a new fan group that's set up. Anyone that was at the steering group meeting last week will have heard this referenced. So you know that we've, we, we, as a football club, we have quite a lot of fans in America, uh, not just in the States, but in the other parts of uh, America as well. Um, for whatever reason, strange that we have such a big following there, but we do. And uh, there's a lot of expats out there as well. Um, and there's various different supporters groups. The New York Owls are, are obviously quite well known, but there are other ones as, as, as well. Florida Owls, I've, I've had a few dealings with. There's a, an, an Ohio Owls. Uh, and anyway, there's a new group that's formed that's called Owls Americas, which is kind of an umbrella organization to bring all these together. And I think this new I follow thing, whereby you can watch all the, uh, the games now when you're ab- abroad, uh, has really kind of helped. So this group that's trying to bring as many fans together as possible who live across all the different parts of uh, America. They're going to organise kind of meetups where they watch the games together and have a few drinks and, and whatnot, even though I think most games are at something like seven in the morning over there. So that is serious commitment, but who doesn't want a beer at seven in the morning? Um, but yeah, just to give them a mention. So if, if, if you're someone that listens to this podcast and lives um, any, anywhere in the, you know, the Americas kind of continent, um, or you know someone that does that maybe isn't as active on social media, um, let them know about this. Look them up. Look them up on, on Twitter. They've got a website as well that's got a blog on it and details about who they are. Um, brilliant organisation. Really, really good thing that they're um, that they're trying to do there. So, um, you know, anyone that lives in that region or even if you're going on holidays to America and you still want to watch the games with someone, get involved with Owls Americas. A holiday to America? What's wrong with Flamborough or Bridlington? Good Lord, James. Uh, well, this is another hour podcast of its own, <laughs> isn't it? For me to tell you all the things that are wrong with Flamborough. Uh, I actually quite like Flamborough, Flamborough. It's a wonderful, wonderful place. Uh, <laughs> are you all bitted out, James? That That's me yeah, all your, bitted your out. Your bits I'm have done. been spent. Um, right. <laughs> they've well and truly emptied. But of course, if people do want to find other parts of your bits, James, where can we do that, Albin? That's a pretty horrendous <laughs> thought, isn't it? Um, yeah, uh, on, on, on Twitter, um, at James Marriott, the usual kind of ramblings there. And uh, yeah, yeah more, more tales of drunkenness from the weekend. So if you're not going to the game at the weekend, you want a slightly alternative commentary to the day. Um, I'll, I'll probably be live tweeting lots of photos of beers. Uh, which is probably very boring, but you know, if you do want to see it, James Marion. And uh, Dicky, how been? If you want to get older, you over there on the Twitter, where can we do that? Just Ooh. before I give you that, uh, you didn't ask I me did, about I my did little say bits. that anybody got you. any bits, and you just sat quiet in the background. So I assumed that your bits were shriveled and, um, and, and unused. I'm never quiet in the background. <laughs> uh, 
my, my, mine's on a sl- slightly more more serious point. Uh, I think today it's been the funeral of Ross Blair, who was Andy Blair, who we used to play for Wednesday. It was his funeral today. So obviously thoughts with Andy Blair um, being an ex-player, and um, I believe Ross was also a big Wednesday fan, so I assume that was during Andy's time um, at Hillsborough. He, he kind of, you know, much like um, a lot of... Uh, um, Put plays around that time with us, like George Urso obviously became a Wednesday fan, even though his dad wasn't originally. Um, but you know, it was his funeral today, so thoughts go out to Andy Blair and, and rest of uh, Ross Blair's family. Absolutely, here, here. Uh, and you can find uh, me at Dickie L uh, on Twitter. Um, I, I'll probably can't be asked to post on, on Saturday, I'll be drinking a beer while James <laughs> is photographing it. Good deal, good deal, works for me. <laughs> Are you buying it too? Depends no. how drunk he gets. No. Okay. <laughs> don't, don't be silly don't be silly actually yeah, that's can I just 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 to mention this sorry um, which I, I was toying as to, to whether to mention this or not because it sounds really pretentious but I just think it's worth mentioning um, in Preston on um, Saturday there was just me and my mate Kieran we met up with everyone else a little bit later on um, and the pub that we went to in Preston we had a round bearing in mind that there's two of us so this was two pints 16 pounds Jawford, eight pounds has Preston moved to London? That justified taking a photo of it and put it on um, Twitter. It was very, very nice. It was a passion fruit and mango smoothie beer or something. It was, it was very, very nice. Sick to me. Um, of course. Just for the record, he he paid for yeah, that round, not me. Yeah. He paid for it. Did he propose afterwards? Because if we paid that much in a round, I probably wanted to. <laughs> um, <laughs> if. <laughs> if you would like to get hold of me over there on the Twitter, you can do that at Lord H. That's L zero R D underscore H. You can get all of the podcasts at TWWcast as well. And one thing that we don't plug half as much as we should do uh, coming at this part of the program is the Chuffing website as well, isn't it, James? This is your baby. Yeah, uh, it's lovely and shiny and great. So the Wednesdayweek.co.uk. Um, you can listen to uh, if you don't want to do all the downloading stuff. You can listen to the podcast via the website. Works perfectly well on your on your smartphone and on iPads and um, and whatnot. Um, one thing that did come up uh, last week, a couple of people that mentioned about the fact that we have during the summer, we've changed our kind of our hosting service uh, from you used to, if, you, if you've got an Android phone, it might be in the past that you listen via Podbean. Well, that doesn't work anymore. However, there is now a link for you to subscribe uh, to our podcast via Android on the website. So go to the wednesdayweek.co.uk, scroll to the bottom and you'll see subscribe uh, on Android and that will sort you out with the app and everything that you need to uh, Absolutely. To listen Although to if you've got an Android phone, you're probably not hearing this, so we've probably lost our relationship. Although... Yeah, probably. <laughs> but we apologise for that. It is something that we, uh, we, we, I must admit, overlooked completely and utterly. Um, and again, I'll, I shall put that firmly in, in my plate. So yes, I, I am sorry. Um, but certainly, if you're like over, over there on the YouTubes and the Facebooks and all the usual places, but really the website, and I must admit, James, you have done a wonderful, wonderful job of the website. It is a spiffing place to be. And can we expect the the return of the bloggage and things quite soon? If anybody does want to get in touch and, and do a bit of blogging, absolutely. And um, I, I'll apologise here to uh, a guy called Blair, who's a regular listener to the podcast and um, someone that I um, have quite a bit of chatter with on um, on Twitter. He did send me a blog after Saturday, which um, I was going to put up, and then after the game on Tuesday night and it just felt like everything was positive again. It it just didn't quite feel right because it it was something it was you know kind of having a bit of a moan about 
Saturday, you know, and, and, and fair comment. Uh, but I just thought, let's try and keep the positivity going. So, uh, yeah, absolutely looking for blogs. If you do want to get in touch, you can do it via the website. Or if you just want to drop me an email, james at thewednesdayweek.co.uk. Anyone is welcome to write a blog for us. And, and yeah, we'd really like to get that going again, big style absolutely. this season. Absolutely, blog it up. Um, <laughs> it has been a pleasure as always, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so, so much for joining us. Be good, be safe. And we shall see you real soon. Retract it, Dom. Retract it. It's the 90th minute. You've got all your mates round. You've got your McNugget chair boxes coming down the left wing, ready to go. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget. Snatching all three points, back of the net. Lubosh. Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more information. See you later. And there it is, that's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.